Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about civics and races to watch during the midterms from a civics teacher's point of view. Um, we're going to do this because I got a request from a teacher. By the way, um, because this is kind of in here, it, if you ever want to, if you're a teacher and you want to use any of these videos in a class, go right ahead. Um, you don't need anything from me to do that. Just don't, you know, get in trouble. Okay, so the actual question here, which races in the upcoming midterms do you feel would be good ones to watch? I'm hoping to put together a list of Senate, House, and Governor races that my students can monitor in November. Okay, so if I was doing it for, our, for a civics class, I, I would focus on, like, two House two gubernatorial ones, and then a whole bunch of Senate ones because it, it provides unique opportunities that way. Um, for the House, I would look at North Dakota because it gives you an independent. You know, Carl Mond, we've talked about her on the channel. Um, and you can explain the dynamics of running as the opposing party in a you know, incredibly partisan state, one, a state that leans heavily one way or the other. Uh, I would look at Colorado 8, I think, uh, because it's a new seat, which gives you the opportunity to talk about how seats and districts and all of that stuff come together. Um, then for governors, I would look at Florida because that's one that, if your students are watching the news at all, they'll catch bits and pieces of that one. And uh, Maryland, because it gives you the opportunity to talk about the tactic that the Democratic Party used there. Um, the Democratic nominee is Wes Moore, and they intentionally elevated a Republican candidate during the primary because they thought he would be easy to beat. Um, and then for the Senate, this is where I would give them a bunch. Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And the reason is this is relatively easy to track how either party could either retain or obtain control of the Senate. And, you know, it gives you that, that opening to talk about how it is the more deliberative body. Um... The paths to victory for the Republican Party is pretty simple. They hold Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, and then they flip one of Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, or New Hampshire, unless they lose either, you know, Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. If they lose, then they have to flip either, you know, one more or two more in addition to that. The Democratic Party has a pretty simple route, too. All they have to do is hold the seats they have, that would be one, or flip as many as uh, they lose. So it gives them an opportunity to track how control of one of the houses um, occurs and, and kind of plot it out without it being overly complex. Because if you tried to do that with the house, there's like 
500 different options on how things could break down. But with the Senate, it's pretty easy. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's kind of how I would go. I'd also look for one that is just ridiculously gerrymandered um, outside of your state so you don't incur the wrath of any elected officials. But uh, I I would do that as well. Um, And then maybe, I don't know how you would even try to find this, um, but if you could find one where you knew there would be a lot of early voting um, especially if the early voting was heavily one party, so people could watch the mirage and watch it flip, um, because typically the the mail-in ballots are counted at a different time, so it either starts off one way and then could lean the other, or it starts off you know heavily. Um, based on the in-person voting, and then flips later when they count the mail-in votes. Uh, So that would be another good one. Um, But as far as getting them involved and interested, I mean, I would try to provoke them to talk about uh, various issues and maybe pick a race in each category to have them vote on, but I'm, I would be reluctant to do that if, if I was a public school teacher, because I'm sure somebody would complain and it would turn into a giant thing and you'd end up on CNN. Um, but breaking it down that way, it gives them different views of the different tactics, gives them an independent, lets them chart the path. And, and it should be a, a fun, you know, learning experience. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.